Well, you all done there, Killer? I see you typing away frantically on your phone. I'm not typing away at anything. I'm good. Okay. Shit day out there, isn't it? It's terrible. You know what? In here, Sammy, right here, uh huh. it's sunshiny and beautiful. <laughs> you know why? Why? Everton! Everton! We're forever! Everton! Let's start the show! You drew. It's better than a loss. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is Sam Graham. Sam, how are you doing? Not too bad. Really don't care how you're doing. I'm doing fantastic. (laughs) I am in a great, 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 great freaking mood. Uh, We are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital, and you can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review with your friends. And uh, share also. Uh, should you want to chat with us, there's a myriad of ways you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch with us? Sure. The first way on that myriad of ways you can get in touch with us is on social media, at DU Football Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Or, as I always say, you can get in your car and drive your happy ass over here. Hey, who we got? As in the case of today, we got our good friend Mark with us. Mark, how you doing, man? Not too bad, not too bad, Sam. Yes, that's right. We have a bona fide Englishman here to talk football with us. We are now legit. Yes. Um, Mark, would you do me a... <laughs> we night, made it. Would you do me a favor and just uh, let the listeners know uh, what club you support? Yeah, the only club from North London, that would be Tottenham Hotspur. Fuck off, no one cares. <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh my God, this is going to make for great radio today. I am so happy. I'm just happy we shared the spoils, so neither one of us were butthurt in here this weekend. For once, for once, you don't have an ally. It is going to be great. (laughs) Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sammy, what are we drinking on? All right, so we have Brothership. Uh, which is an Irish-American whiskey blend. Um, It is 10-year-old American corn whiskey and 10-year-old Irish single malt whiskey. Uh, The American whiskey is from New Liberty, which is out of Philadelphia, and Connacht, uh, which is out of Mayo, Ireland, uh, is the Irish whiskey. Um, They are a blend 50-50, and we thought it appropriate, though Mark obviously isn't Irish. um, We are continuing our St. Paddy's Day uh, build-up with another Irish whiskey. Uh, But just the name, Brothership, one of our old friends, uh, we used to throw darts together, um, and we had a lot of fun. Actually, I'm the one that brought him into the group, uh, which is surprising, being an Arsenal supporter and him Tottenham. But uh, the only couple of days a year we weren't friends was during the derby, and uh, it's good to be back in touch, man. Welcome. Thanks very much, Sam. Alrighty, let's oh, have a great show. Uh, Ninety proof and forty four ninety nine to forty six ninety nine on the shelf, and really. Damn quaffable. This is a lovely little whiskey. <laughs> yes, it is. All righty. Let's have a great show. <laughs> he can't say a bloody name, but he can say quaffable. Why, yes, I can. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to uh, start off with the uh, midweek. We've got 20 games to go over, Sam, so we're going to need to do this a little rapid fire so we can devote our attention to the things that really matter to us, so namely not the Darbies. Like, so not like the transfer roundup. Do this yeah. quick, do it quickly. Yes, unlike it. your tran- uh, your riveting <laughs> transfer roundup. Best moment of the season. So a uh, couple of big score lines from the midweek. We had uh, Liverpool beating Watford 5-0 and Arsenal beating Bournemouth uh, 5-0. Uh, 5-1. 5-1, I'm sorry. I put yep. down 5-0. My 
bad. So uh, Red's getting a big res- big result, but a little bit of a surprising stumble from Watford, who's been playing quite well lately. Yeah, they have been. But, uh, you know, the biggest thing against Saito Mane is that he doesn't show up in the big matches. And this wasn't a big match. Scored two goals. was actually brilliant. Um, one just wonderful header, and then the uh, the brilliant, brilliantly impromptu back heel. Um, after a horrendous touch, uh, even uh, from to admit, across, even I have to admit that was a lovely goal. Yeah, it was awesome. Back heel was, it was great. Sick. I don't know how he generated so much power, but Watford, you know, was at sixes and sevens the entire time, um, and Liverpool really did get the perfect preparation to step into the Merseyside derby, uh, as did as we'll talk about here shortly. You all, yeah. um, with with your win at Cardiff, both of you prepared brilliantly for the for the Merseyside. Um, uh, and then again, we'll talk about the game later. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> typically, Ben Foster's been able to bail Watford out of a lot of problems. Yeah. And this was really the first time I've seen Watford just flat out be exposed. And I mean, good on Liverpool in that match because they really kind of needed to have that, you know, step on a throat kind of situation. They and they needed that. Well, and we, we were saying it on on last week's show about Liverpool doing it, about uh, Arsenal doing it, needing to step on someone's throat and. and and really, you know, show the quality that they have in the final third, and um, and ever or uh, and uh, Liverpool really did show that this uh, this time. So uh, speaking of showing up for games that don't matter, uh, you guys win five to one, and Ozil what goal Mesut and an Ozil, assist, goal and an assist, uh, <laughs> a game Mkhit- that doesn't matter. <laughs> Mkhitaryan goal and two assists. Yeah, they were uh, they were killing it. Um, Koscielny and Aubameyang also got on the score sheet, and then Lacazette rounded it out with a wonderful free kick. Uh, we were only up 2-0 when, uh, when Bournemouth scored, but, you know, we looked pretty resolute at the back for the most part. Um, and you never really thought the game was in any doubt. I mean, we had a majority of the possession. We had pretty much all the chances. Uh, it wasn't like uh, when we played at their place right? Uh, and kind of escaped, luckily. Um, you, this is this is the kind of club that when you know you're getting them at your place, as far as a big club is concerned, you're excited because you know they're not going to change their style of play. Yeah, they're exactly. Going, they're going to push tempo. And if it's in your building, you, you welcome that. You have a chance, yeah. And luck, you know, again, this was a great preparation for the Derby at the weekend, you know, the North London Derby. But um, as we'll see a little bit later, uh, that failed to materialize uh, the way we wanted it to. Um, and then there was a couple of interesting results from the midweek. Man City 1, West Ham 0, and Chelsea 2, Tottenham 0. So let's first look at the Manchester City-West uh, Ham. It, it takes a penalty kick to win, but they got it. It wasn't a fancy win, but they got the three points. So reason to be concerned that, and we'll get to the other game too, but a couple of one nothing wins, is that a reason to be concerned, or do we think we're in a good spot for City? I mean, they're pretty professional wins they dominated both matches um had all of the play all of the chances just couldn't finish just for whatever reason couldn't finish right um what i'd be more worried about is kevin de bruyne picked up an injury uh this morning um or yet they play yesterday uh yeah so we'll see what happens with him how long he's going to be out he's uh supposed to be assessed on monday so and uh what was the final assessment on uh fernandinho and how how bad was his at his injury to be honest with you i don't know uh he hasn't been out there and i think that's part of the problem that's going to be the real issue for city is not having him now uh let's get into um uh chelsea and tottenham obviously uh uh keppa gets uh Moved to the bench for the game in place of uh, Willie Caballero. I think yeah. we expected absolutely that that was going to happen. That that sorry yeah. needs to After flex he muscles pulled that a little shit at the at the Carabao Cup final. Absolutely, uh, Mark. Before we get into uh, Tottenham, like 
what did you, you think? Like a goalkeeper waving off his manager for a sub. I mean, it just seems ridiculous. Yeah, it seems to me like the goalkeeper seems that he's bigger than the manager. And, you know, when someone makes a point and gives you an order, you stand up to it and move. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a- yeah I, t- I told you on the uh, on the show Monday, the uh, Wikipedia page shortly after the match for Keppa yeah. actually was updated to say playing position, manager of Chelsea FC. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do no worse. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was quick with it. It was, it was pretty good. As usual, the internet responds in all its glory. Yep. So um, let's let's get into uh, Tottenham a little bit here. I So throughout the year, we, we looked at Tottenham and we're like, okay, there's all the talent in the world. This is a really talented side, but they don't sign anybody because of the stadium situation and then most of their players play all the way into the semifinals or the finals of the world cup final most of their most of their starting lineup it it were involved in the final games of the world cup so you have to wonder if exhaustion was going to set in and then it seemed like they could do no wrong they were playing great everything was going well and then the moment it seems like they're within striking distance like here's the chance to be two points out they fail and then it happened again this time where it's like if they could go out there and get the win it's you know well it was even before Chelsea when they lost on the weekend before that like it's like they're this close and they just then they fall apart what what seems to be the thing with with Spurs and why they can't seem to get over that hump uh, I just I believe when when push comes to shove and it, it becomes the the most important games I believe personally they get too confident and a lot of other teams have worked them out in the way they play the game. They're a passing team, and basically a lot of the, the lower teams, believe it or not, are the teams that are working them out. They're playing well against the top five, top six, maybe getting not not getting a result all the time, but most times they're coming out with some kind of result. But I don't know what it is. Even with Harry being injured, you know, they were playing better without Harry. Yeah, Son was stepping up big yeah, time. Son, Son is unbelievable. That that man deserved the Player of the Year awards. Absolutely. And him himself coming back from his own country's competition and yep. getting straight back into it. There was no, there was no uh, lacklust from the player uh, He didn't even need to adjust to the time zone, no. it seemed. And so, they expected him to fail miserably. Absolutely. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, God, I, it's you all right. Yeah, um, <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, why don't you get into the goals a little bit? Talk about the uh, the the match there. Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, love it. Uh, Harry Wayne, you, uh, you know you what? Get, uh, yeah, I know. Up there too, I'm there, killer. Huh? No, nah, well, I'm kind of giddy. Um, so start with Harry Winks. Uh, did not score, but a wonder strike uh, that beat. Um, uh, uh, Willie Caballero, yeah, sorry. All I could think about was Keppa. Uh, <laughs> that beat Willie Caballero, uh, but couldn't beat the bar. But just an absolutely amazing hit, um, you know. Uh, and they paid for it late, of course, as uh, as Pedro then nutmegged uh, Hugo Lloris for the opening goal. Just, a, a, you know, he wanted it more uh, than the Tottenham defense did. Uh, just would not stop running and um, happened to get there right as Hugo Lloris seemed to set his feet uh, and, and couldn't react fast enough. But... Um, you know, Olivier Giroud loves to score uh, against Tottenham, has for us many times, did for Chelsea at the beginning of the season in the in the reverse, uh, reverse fixture. Um, this time did not get on the score sheet except to register an assist to a very, very brilliant goal from Kieran Trippier. <laughs> the Spurs right back. Uh, Giroud flicked on. Uh, Trippier was getting bared down on, I think, by Willian. I'm not sure. Maybe Hazard. Yeah, it was, Somebody. It was Willian. It was Willian. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of uh, bearing down on his back. 
Um, had a look over his shoulder, which he should have done, but never looked back at his own goal. And uh, yeah, Larice was coming out. Yeah, Larice was coming out, and like you know, as cool as the other side of the pillow, like Thierry Henry used to do. Just <laughs> slide it right on the ground, little grass cutter, just perfectly. And Larice wasn't expecting it, of course. Uh, beyond the being beyond the penalty spot, ball just trickles in the back of the net. Um, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen as, as an are, Arsenal uh, supporter. As we always like to say, it <laughs> was Marcus seething over there. <laughs> it was it was a beautiful shot. Too bad it was on your own net. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We, yeah. we say that with most of the own goals because they're pretty brilliant own goals. We're like, man, it was a beautifully, well, perfectly yeah, well, timed header. Who was it in again? the upper nineties uh, of for, their own uh, net for us? Well, uh, Lerma for yep. Um, Bournemouth. Yep. In the in the first match of the season with them, where he rifled the ball inside the left oh, post um, Dort- of his own, yeah. and uh, Dortry for uh, Wolves for had Wolves, a, yeah. had a perfect header <laughs> against Leicester into the upper nineties. Like a, I mean, like a pinpoint oh, yeah. upper nineties perfect header. Too bad it was in his own, own net, net. Yeah. but it was brilliant. It, it's, it somehow happens that the own goals tend to be the most brilliant goals, like looking that you can find. Um, but it's a you know, it, it's just one of those things. All jokes aside, it just. He had to look over his shoulder, which you're taught to do, you know, check where the other players are, see if he has time to turn. He didn't. And William being as fast as he is, I think he just panicked a little bit. Uh-oh. Didn't check up to see where Hugo Lloris was. I think Lloris probably would have got to it, um, albeit with his foot just outside the 18 or with his hands just as it crossed the line. Um, but he failed to look up at his own keeper and just ended up, you know, putting it past him. It's been unfortunate. And you can, al- you can also say, um, you know, on Lloris as well because – if you're coming out as a keeper, you need to open your damn mouth. They what? need to hear you. Yeah. And I would, I, it, there was no signs. You couldn't tell that it even looked like they were, there was any communication. Yeah. Oh, now, um, th- this one directed uh, more to you, Mark, uh, uh, Karen Trippia specifically, uh, the darling of the world cup. I mean, look, and even the season before really looked like he was going to become one of the best outside backs in the biz. And this year, this season has been a nightmare. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, from the World Cup moving into the Premiership of this season, it seems as though Kieran's been chasing shadows. You know, every time he's out of position, he's great going forward. He's beautiful on the cross, but that's it. When it comes to defending how he's supposed to, he's he's always chasing. He's never in the right position. And he was quoted this week in the paper that he would love again to move back to Burnley to play with the coach again one final time. So, is his head twisted? Does he want to play back with Burnley? I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's a shame because, like I said, at the end of the World Cup, I mean, especially the the free kick in the semi final for for oh, England. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was, I gosh, I'd say Kane, Pickford, Trippier, and Loftus Cheek were kind of like. Darlings, you know, because Loftus Cheek yeah. had a couple of goals on uh, as a sub and just looked really, really no, no goals, but just looked brilliant as a sub. And those were guys that were everybody was like really excited about. Yeah, that and, should have been included before and should be included for their club teams. Uh, talking right. about like Loftus Cheek, for instance. Oh, gotcha. You know, um, but it, it's just it's it seems like and everybody that's played in this country, especially, has played with a player like this. If they have enough pace to make up. They never actually take the lessons. They never actually learn to defend. They don't learn to do some of those things because they know they're fast enough to recover. So it, it, it almost looks like he's not a defender. He's a winger. That's been made because of the system to be an outside back, right, to be a wing back. 
where he can't defend. And this is where somebody, and I would worry for his England place a little bit. He's sure, he's brilliant going forward, as Mark said. I would worry a little bit where somebody that has both sides of their game, like Trent Alexander-Arnold, could find himself taking that place oh, and, being England, yes, totally and, and being in England being in England being an England regular for the next 15 years and and also considering the the season Alexander Arnold is having yeah. has been nothing short of brilliant yeah absolutely so i mean that's that could be a clear cut case of like how it was with Ashley Cole constantly being the left back and you had somebody right. like Leighton Baines who was phenomenal but was but couldn't never get in the team. Yeah. Ever going to get in get the, in the team because it was always going to be yep. Ashley Cole. As Wayne Bridge, one. Wayne Bridge before uh, Leighton Baines. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that was more partly down to John Terry sleeping with Wayne Bridge's girlfriend, though. And John and John Terry being and John Terry being more important to England than Wayne Bridge was. But but yeah, Ashley Cole. Let you know, was once he got into the Arsenal uh, first team years and years ago, uh, and became England's left back. He was their first choice for 15, 16 years. And that's, you know, that's, that could be what happens. Kieran Trippier could be, you know, the, the odd man out. Could be the one on the bench just if Alexander-Arnold goes down because he can't defend. Okay, so, uh, Sam, one question to you to wrap up uh, this segment. Um, what the hell are we supposed to think of Chelsea? I don't know. I, uh, just... I don't know. Uh, you know what? I think they should lift the stadium smoking ban because I want Maurizio sorry to smoke a cigarette on the sidelines. Oh, absolutely. I, that has to happen. <laughs> I was going to say, is, is it just me or is it they just show up against Tottenham? Because every other game they play the bottom three, they seem to struggle. And then when Tottenham come along, they say play their best games. Hey, it just what, what, what has confused me with them is that, you know, get whooped by City. And then, granted, a cup game is a cup game. A cup final is, is different. You're oh, going to yeah. have a different outlook. And and City isn't going to try to push it as much because they're also conscious that it's a, it's a cup final. But... It just seemed like they're dead in the water, and, and he and I were talking about the last couple of shows. It's like, okay, well, we know who sixth place is going to be. It's going to be Chelsea because they're going to get walked and all over. And now all of a sudden we find ourselves in sixth place again. It's weird. It's just very weird. So, yeah, like I said, it just, they're, they're impossible to figure out right now. Yeah, I think they're going to be that way for the rest of the season. I mean, Sorry himself even said in his, his uh, preseason press conferences and all that, he didn't have a full preseason, remember, because of the legal battle with Antonio Conte. Um, but what they do have is he he said it was going to take time. It's and and with these players that have ha- been asked to adapt over and over and over again because Roman Abramovich keeps his managers on a tight leash. They don't listen, they're out, right? And it's been for the most part the same core group of players changing the system, changing the system, changing the system with all these new managers coming through. And this is a, this is a system that Pep Guardiola himself has said that he's studied. Right, that, that this influenced him, so mm. it is. While while he's older, while he's very stuck in his ways, this is supposed to be a pretty progressive system. And I don't know that the personnel Chelsea have playing it right now are the right personnel for that. Well, and unfortunately, with the upcoming uh, ban for them for the next couple of right. transfer windows to sign anybody, exactly, they're kind of stuck. They need to wait till the last possible moment to appeal it. That way, they get the latest possible court date, and that. Uh, because the the ban itself will be moved until the appeal is heard, so they can maybe make a few so they signings maybe and can dump make a few people and real dump Aretha quick. Balaga out of there because he doesn't listen to the fucking manager. <laughs> For the midweeks, oh, so that happened. Everton three, Cardiff nil, Man U three, Palace one, Huddersfield one, Wolves nil, Leicester two, Brighton one, Newcastle two, Burnley nil. Southampton 2, 
Fulham nil. Uh, real quick, uh, Everton clearly needed the break, and they looked good. They you know, yes, yeah. that is exactly what they needed to do. Absolutely, um, they they looked brilliant. Cardiff, besides that one early opportunity, um, didn't do anything the rest of the game. They were absolutely useless. Um, a few changes that Silva did. He brought Schneiderlin in, who hadn't played since October. Yeah. Uh, in place of Gomes, and then he, uh, and then Gomez, he, Gomez, probably. Gomez, sorry, Gomez. <laughs> um, and then name assassin strikes again. I'll call him on my own, on my own from now on, on my own team. <laughs> um, and then Richarlison uh, also uh, sent to the bench as well. Yeah. Brought on later on. Um, I I don't know if it was maybe a. I want to shake the whole lineup up. I want to be a little bit more central midfield, uh, you know, solidified. I'm, but but it worked. It worked, and he also went out with that same lineup in the Merseyside Derby. So, yeah, like, I, th- I think your lineup has gotten kind of stagnant, um, and results weren't changing. Performances weren't really changing. Needed to do something and send a message to a few players. Yeah, re- remind them they need to get their heads yeah, out of their butts. Exactly. Yeah, so... All um, the cursing we do on the show, you went with butts. Yeah, I did. All right, all right. So I um, we were grown ups. Big, big rom with the brace. Uh, finally, seems to be getting into uh, Ole's system of you know the, uh, it's. It really came down to that Liverpool match uh, last week where he went out to the outside and kind of played the hustle role yeah. and didn't just sit at the top and eat a sandwich. But you know? Lukaku, Lukaku, even for you guys, was the same. He'd start yeah. off the season, get 10 goals in, in his first five games. Then you wouldn't hear from him. This is the same thing that's going on with Richarlison right now. Right. He now did the same thing with United, remember. Uh, under last season, when he started with jo- uh, Jose, had, I think it was a hat trick at Swansea on the opening day, and went on to score something like seven or eight goals in his first four matches. And then you didn't hear from him again until Christmas. Right. Um, and he's done the same thing here. Uh, he started the season off pretty brightly, um, despite Man United's overall form, uh, and then Bubkiss. Yep. <laughs> and then but, now, all of a sudden, include the weekend, he's got four goals in two games. Right. So, so he got he got the goals, but it, for me, it was more just it was an effort thing with with Big Rom. Yeah. Like, no, I hear you. He's running box to box. He's hustling. He's being physical. It just feels like he's trying well, to do more. This is the difference in the culture of the club. When you feel like you're in jail under Jose Mourinho, you're a lot less motivated to do shit. When you feel like you're a part of a team trying to achieve something, you're willing to do extra. And Ole's got them playing like a team where they were hostages under Jose Mourinho. Um, Mark, what, what do you think of uh, of Ole since he's taken over the team? Do you, do you think he deserves to be the, the manager next year? I, I definitely feel he should be given a shot at the start of next season. He's done wonderful things for them. You know, he's brought players out of the shell. And, yeah, I, I definitely feel that he should be given the chance. Is that because you don't want them to take your manager from you? Uh, do, do you know, I'll be honest with you, I'd, I've got to the stage now where uh, Pochettino, I, I'd let him go and we'd get uh, the Bournemouth coach because I feel he'd do a better job and push him that little bit further. Okay, very good. Brexit means Brexit. <laughs> 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 get rid of the Argentinian and give me the British coach. That's what I heard. There's nothing wrong with that, mate. <laughs> That's Fabulous. what I heard. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, so, shocker, Wolves play down to a lesser side again. You know, uh, Huddersfield, good, good on them. I mean, they're going to go down, but they get the, the, the late winner. 
uh, at home. And, you know, there's really not much more to say outside of that. I mean, um, Steve Mooney needed five chances to do it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I know. This is freaking ridiculous. Uh, it was, but there Wolves, if Wolves want to be taken as seriously as they claim they want to be, they need to. Yeah. They need to start playing. Stop acting like consistently. Arsenal consistently. Like they're in seventh place right now because other teams are playing shitty. Yeah. That's why they're in seventh they, place. They right need now. to stop playing like Arsenal. If, playing if, down to opponents all the, the time. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that one. They just. Beautiful. They need to stop. Um, playing down to opponents. They need to turn the screw and realize a professional game isn't, you know, go out there and give the fans a show. A professional game is go out, do your job real quick, get a 2-3 no lead, demoralize the other side, and then you can do the flicks and tricks and, and start that bullshit. Right. You can't do that from the start against some of these teams that are fighting literally for their lives. Yeah, well, that that those type of teams are going to want to make the game ugly. And if exactly. you're going to try to play pretty, it ain't going to work. Exactly. You need that steel. You need some semblance of steel about you to get through matches like this. Even bigger sides, when they say they go to some place like Huddersfield, they know, okay, this team's going to give us a dogfight. We need to go ahead and, and play a more well, physical match right. and take it to them. And the class will eventually show. But just take the right. damn match and to what, them. And what did I tell you, uh, Neil Warnock said a couple weeks ago, Um where he, uh, I forget who they beat. They took a, a fairly large scalp. I don't listen to anything you say. <laughs> Cheers. But he said, you know, we know we have to go out and fight. They think they're going to walk in here and walk all over us. We know we have to fight for every point. We, we're, and we're up for it. We're ready for it. And that's where they've picked up a lot of these points lately. Um, Huddersfield, it's just, it's a shame it was too little too late. It's a yeah. shame, you know, and I think it's, uh, a lot of it could be down to the demeanor of, uh, Dan, uh, David Wagner. David Wagner. Oh, absolutely. Not Daniel, right? Uh, uh, David yeah, Wagner. David Wagner, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, Newcastle 2, Burnley 0. I'm going to wrap this up real simple on these two clubs. Uh, Newcastle had a, uh, had, had a, you know, had got the win they needed and then had a loss this, t- you know, but, you know, they're doing exactly what they need to do to survive. Burnley has put themselves right back in the drop zone fight again. It seemed yeah. like they were Don't know doing what everything. happened. Seemed like they were doing a bad week for Burnley. YouTube, the Fabian Schar goal. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my God! That's a great goal. Fantastic. Um, and then uh, finally, Southampton uh, beat Fulham two to nil. Um, it was so bad. Ranieri said, "Fuck this! I quit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. That's true. <laughs> he that nothing said that Fulham fired him. <laughs> he, <laughs> <says> just, it, <laughs> he, he got hired in the middle of the season. He just went, "Nope, impossible to fix. I'm out." I'm, Deuces. And left, and <laughs> walked left. away. Yeah. Clever he man. Left. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into the uh, weekend's games. All right. That'd be good, and I'd love to start with that, except for you need to show some respect to the Leicester and Brighton fans because the onlooking uh, Brendan Rodgers, former Liverpool manager, who, which is probably why I think you uh, you glossed over this, was in the stands for his new size 2-1 win over Brighton. Um, you, you know when he lost his job at Liverpool? Why? Because Steven Gerrard slipped against Chelsea? No, it was a draw to us <laughs> that he got fired the next day. Yeah, that was the week after they lost the title, essentially. <clears throat> nope, it was that no was good anyway. That was the best <laughs> thing for him to ever do was to move to Celtic. That's right. Uh, uh, it's it, 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 it's goddamn Leicester. They're sorry, Russ. They're impossible <laughs> to figure out. They are impossible to figure out. All right. Oh, that's enough. The game was fairly boring. It's uh, now time for the meat and potatoes. Okay. <laughs> 
So, uh, boys and girls, I'm going to uh, just sit back, take off my headphones, and enjoy the shit show that's about to start. North London Derby. Arsenal won. Who Somebody's going to cry and say they were robbed, and it was a tram sham mockery and all we that other robbed. kind of stuff. Versus Tottenham won. Sam, so, Mark? Yes, sir. The floor is yours. <laughs> so, the, the, the match was fantastic. Um, it was pulsating stuff. Both sides had chances. Um, again, they both lacked the requisite quality to, to do the job um, uh, at the end of the day. Uh, Aaron Ramsey with the first goal, um, and then Anthony Taylor with another one uh, later on uh, midway through the first half. Quality goal, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Harry Kane was offsides, uh, but um, Mustafi again, I, I swear – we should start a goal to the good when we include Mustafi in the team because he is such shit and such a liability. It's freaking ridiculous. I cannot stand that man. Um, and if we don't move him on in the summer, it's going to piss me off. Uh, but other than that, uh, gave a soft penalty uh, to Aubameyang later on to make up for his mistake. And uh, we still screwed that opportunity up as well. So what are you going to do? Um Oh, it's all even on the day then, what, Yeah, it was. You uh, were shit, we were shit. <laughs> That's absolutely right. The game was, was won and lost in midfield, and they cancelled each other out. Yeah, it's unfortunately at the moment with Tottenham, you know, we say we've got a few injuries, but our main injuries are in the midfield. And mm-hmm. we can't control the game if we haven't got no midfield. That's exactly Ericsson's right. Ericsson's an outstanding player, but he can only do so much. And he's not a tackler. And we all know that, same as Harry Winks. You know, you you boys, you've got a midfield. We've got some crunching tacklers, but we've all go also got some boys with some red cards to their names. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's get so, to that one. Yeah, please <laughs> try to explain to me how that wasn't a red card. No, I'm not saying that it wasn't a red card. I'm saying that if you're going to give him a red card for that, you need to give it to Danny Rose I, as well. I, I t- well, I don't, I wouldn't go that far, but I do agree that it shouldn't have been a red card. It wasn't a malicious tackle, and he got the ball first. But at the same time, he followed through. That's fine. I agree. He I don't have a problem with that. His no, 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 no. Danny Rose no, drop kicked no. Bird Leno in the chest. Both of you guys get to <laughs> shut up now. Um, you said you were taking yourself first, out of this. First game of the season, you mocked about Phil Jagielka with his tackle where he hit in the middle of the shin because his foot was up, and you were like, "It's a red card." He was okay. standing Terrera, up and he's six foot no three. Difference, no difference. Terrera's, he still followed through. Terrera's foot hit him in the. Damn knee! He kicked him in the knee for crying out no, loud. No, he didn't. Not yes, even close. Yes, he did. Not oh my close. god! You. Oh my god! You are wearing Gunnar's no uh, sunglasses. Watch. No, he's a typical idiot. Gunnar. He's had one drink and he's done, isn't he? Uh, he's <laughs> convinced. Watch, <laughs> watch the uh, watch the old Facebook and stuff later because I will share the video where he did not kick him in the knee. He hit his cleat. Hit him right in the knee. That's not true. Absolutely, it's not true. Positively, it hit him. No, in it's the knee. not because the socks don't go as high as his knee, and his studs were still on his socks. I was sitting not... there. I was sitting there watching the game like a normal soccer okay. fan, and that's you all well and good. That's all well and good. Red colored sunglasses. So tell me. You so tell me about Danny Rose studs through Bird Leno's chest, and why that wasn't a red. Why was that just a yellow? He didn't even win the ball in the first place. So tell me why that wasn't a red, and Terreras was. Oh, crickets. Thank Cause, you. Because referees hate you. Exactly. Because Anthony Taylor's a fucking twat. Because That's why. Because it's a conspiracy. They're all out to get you, Sam. I think what? you got a crush on him personally. <laughs> all right. Um, actually, actually, Sam, I'll give, I'll give, you, uh, give the, you one The Uber thing. driver has left the car, and I'm about to drive mm, the bus. Yeah, you settle down. 
I will I will give you uh, one thing that's absolutely worth mentioning. Socrates played his dick off. Yeah. He had a fantastic game and flat out neutralized Harry Kane for the most part. He Completely. was all, I mean, you it, the one big weakness of your squad so far this season is seem, seemingly always seems to be central defense. And now, granted, it's not always Socrates' fault because he's got three different know, partners and, and everybody, the, you know, and the liability that is Mustafi. Uh, but oh but gosh, on man. his own, that game he had one job. That job was to neutralize Kane. He did his job. Oh, yeah. and he done he that did from it start to finish. No, he, yeah, he he played he played brilliantly. He really did. Uh, Socrates very <laughs> impressive. And the Bird Leno had a fantastic double save as well. Oh uh, yeah, in the right first, the first half. half. Uh, him um, and then uh, and then uh, Larice uh, pulled off a couple of great saves too, including mm-hmm. uh, the, the the penalty that you know made the, it a well, draw. First off. If, if I think my blind man could have saved that penalty. Yeah, my grandmother could have saved that penalty. It was terrible. Now, I do want to point out also that young Vertonghen uh, was essentially standing next to Aubameyang when he took the penalty, <laughs> and it should have been retaken, even though I completely agree it was soft in the first place. Re- if everything else played out exactly as it did, the, game, lost the, game. the game should have finished 1-0. <laughs> because, because, do you hear something, Sam? I... Yeah, I'm just not getting it. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, the, it should have finished one nil because if, if everything else plays out the same way, without the the wrongfully given penalty to Harry Kane, and then the makeup call for Obama Yang, which wasn't a penalty in the first place, and him, you know, essentially just hey hey I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it right there, and then does it really slow. Um, without that. Uh, the game finishes 1-0. I mean, everybody played brilliantly. Everybody played. It got a little chippy for a minute, but for the most part, it was a good, physical, honestly played yeah. North London Derby, wow. which you can't always say. Right. You know, and, and the fans were brilliant. The, st- the atmosphere was fantastic. I mean, it's nice when you could fit 90,000 people in um, and properly separate the fans so there's no crowd trouble. It was it was excellent. I thought it was really brilliant. So, um and unfortunately for for you, Mark, because of the two losses and now the draw, it's clearly a four team race for two spots. I mean, yeah. third third place is up for grabs. I mean, while you still have a a, a decent enough of a lead on it, it's 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 yeah. still there to be had. Yeah, but the downside is we still have to go to Liverpool and Manchester City. So I'm already looking at maybe a draw in one of them and definitely a loss in the other, and. I'm actually scared that Arsenal might pip them for fourth place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you thinking? Are you thinking maybe uh, United finds a way to get third, and well, then it fourth is between you and uh, you, you know and the, the Gunners. When Tottenham played Man United, if Ed De Gea won, it wasn't in goal, it'd have been seven nil to Tottenham. Mm-hmm. The man played outstanding, done brilliant, but you can't always rely on things like that. And then Manchester United, to me, have they played? They played the good teams, and they lose, mm-hmm. like PSG. They were brought back down the ground quite easily. Right. And we have to see, you know, good luck to them. Uh, you know, I feel that they'll, they'll get their time next season, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, that's our, the last game that we have against the top six. That's next Sunday, isn't it? It, it is next Sunday as yeah. well, which now, bigger implications of the stupid <laughs> red card that wasn't a red card is uses. Tottenham plays Southampton which they should walk all over with no issue, mm-hmm. and we have fucking United. Yep. 
and and you're gonna have to do it without your bulldog. Without our bulldog, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's that's one thing uh, we've kind of talked about that we've been hitting on throughout the uh, the uh, entire course of the season is that it seems like Arsenal finally grew a pair of balls. They yes. got you know they got somebody like Terrera who's just a big mean bulldog and just gets it done. He's not very big. You yeah. know his well, song, just, right? Well, meat big is in you know. Biggins Do you know his song is, though? Uh, no, I don't. Terrera, whoa, Terrera, whoa. He comes from Uruguay. He's only five foot five. Terrera, whoa. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Kumbaya, my lord, wasn't it? Uh, but here's here's what's really important. We need to uh, bring this up real quick. This is from our, our friend John uh, Otis Anderson. Um, just uh, wanting to talk about um, the quality of the nineteen year old. Uh, in, uh, uh, Ganduzi, sorry, I was uh, about to fall oh, yeah. over that. One. So, at um, you know, one of your you know stupid Gunner fans uh, tweeted out. Uh, let's see here. Oh goodness! Unpopular opinion. Ganduzi is the greatest nineteen-year-old middle midfielder to ever play football. At nineteen, Mbappe won the World Cup. <laughs> at nineteen, Messi had already won a Champions League. At 19, Ronaldo had won an FA Cup, scored 25 goals, and had 15 assists. At uh, 19, Ganduzi beat Brentford and Quarbag on a 22-game unbeaten streak. All right. Can I respond to that? Sure. Can I respond to that? Sure. Uh, Ronaldo at United had Wayne Rooney up front, had Nani there, had... um, Okay, uh, so Lacazette and Aubameyang are shit. Yeah, right. no, that's, that's, that's not what I'm saying. Bring back Ian Wright, all is forgiven. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is Ganduzi's coming in in the middle of a rebuilding process, and we also have an, uh, uh, a chance still at the Europa League um, coming up as we, we drew Wren, which Arsenal haven't lost to French opposition in a very long time. Uh, Messi coming through at Barcelona with the likes of Ronaldinho, David Villa, come on. They, you can't compare that. You could put me in there in the central defense at 19 years old into that Barcelona team, and I'd have all the winner winners medals oh, as well. So all I've heard Come so on. far is like I said, in a bum. All I'm saying strikers. is that you're comparing you're comparing Matteo Ganduzzi's transfer to a uh, an Arsenal team after 22 years under the same shit, and the last seven being absolute fucking garbage. You're comparing that Here's to these people coming through at 19 years old of the greatest. Clubs in the world. Here's here's a here's come another, on. Here's it's not the same. Fact. It's not the um, same. Well, guess what? Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale came through at Tottenham at 19 years old, and they didn't. Back. They haven't done shit. And he became the most expensive player in the world. So uh, back in uh, what do you fe- say about that? Back in February, um, Arsenal 13 years ago had become the first English side to win at the Bernabeu. And then Andre Shavin scored then, the winner. I remember it fondly. I ran around. Uh, Thirteen years later, they're fighting for their life in a Europa League against. Uh, 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 what is it, Bate? Yeah, Bate Borisov yeah. fighting for our lives. We were one nil down. Yeah, we ended so, up handily beating them three nil at home. Come fighting, on, fighting for their lives. Come on, come oh, on. How the money Listen, have if fallen. you're gonna, if you're gonna, I talk, haven't even heard of the team before then. If you're gonna <laughs> talk, if, <laughs> if you're gonna talk shit, you better come correct. Okay, that's all I'm saying. All, all I know is that Liverpool's not winning the title this year, and it's because of us, so we're going to keep on talking. Anywho. You'll never walk alone. <laughs> I walk with Everton fans all day long instead of you gooners. In the weekend's version of, oh, so that happened, gave us Man City 1, Bournemouth 0, Brighton 1, finally, Huddersfield 0, Palace 3, 
Burnley one, even though I spelled it Plas instead of Palace on the show sheet there. <laughs> uh, Man U three, Southampton two, Wolverhampton two, Cardiff nil, West Ham two, Newcastle nil, Watford two, to Brendan Rodgers new Leicester City one, and in the West London derby, Chelsea two, Fulham one. So start off with uh, City. City completely dominated the match, just couldn't seem to score goals. Arthur Burrich played like David De Gea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was fantastic. Yeah. He was fantastic. It looked like the old days with Celtic. And and you know what? They don't necessarily need to win by a ton right now. They already have, what, a nine-goal positive difference? Not anymore. After 1-0 on Wednesday, remember, mm-hmm. uh, and Liverpool's 5-0. They picked up four goals on. They've okay, only so got it's still plus six. six. Yeah, so it's yeah, still it's plus no six. Difference. That's it's still good. Yeah, but it's it's a much more attainable for that Liverpool side now <clears throat> than ten goals. Um. So let's let's look at the bigger picture because obviously we'll get to the Merseyside derby and the draw. But uh, that currently with that win, the one no win. Never put, heard of it. Yeah, the one no win put them to uh, the top of the table, and they currently hold the top of the table spot. Yep. By a point. By yeah. One, one point, yes. By a point, yeah. yeah. Um, the Fernandinho injury is huge because if you mm-hmm. told me you had Fernandinho, I would say they're going to run the table. Even playing against United, they'd run the table, and they're not going to lose a point. I don't know. Ole's but, United's totally different, though. <clears throat> right, I mean, but, they're, they're now much more <laughs> in your face. It's all going to depend on those United uh, front players uh, and their injuries. Sanchez might have a cruciate problem now. Right. So what's what's <laughs> so <laughs> so what's so interesting? It's we kind of talk about this with City a lot. Sure. It's as amazing of a team as they have. It is unreal how that team lives and dies off of one guy, and that one guy is that holding midfielder in Fernandinho. Oh, he is such a backbone to that squad. Yeah, yeah, but at thirty three years old, they're going to need to replace him. He's, he's a little bit like Torre, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he, he he was the main man. He yep. went on his way, and this guy took over. But like you say, Sam, he's not going to be here for much longer. That's right, exactly. And right. and now that he's injured, we saw what happened over the festive period when he was injured. Yeah, and they, they dropped three, dropped a ton of three points. in fifteen days or whatever. It dropped was. dropped to Chelsea, dropped to Leicester, dropped to Palace. To right. Palace, yeah. To Palace, yeah. Place or whatever their name is. Palace yeah. <laughs> are an old team. <laughs> Yeah, they are an odd team, aren't they? Well, yeah, you know. they'll, they'll play bad one day, and then next day you don't expect them to get a result, and they win by two or three clear goals. Well, and, and that's what happens with uh, with Cardiff as well recently. Yep. Um, you know, and I think there's a correlation between them having two 70-year-old coaches because they play like senile old men. <laughs> so I don't know if the team talk has something to do with it. If they're fully lucid in that dressing room beforehand, the team plays well. If they come in talking old man gibberish, the team come out in his shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, same question we've asked everybody that's been a guest on the show. Sure. Um, City or Liverpool, who takes the title? I'd love to see Liverpool, but unfortunately I think City take it. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in the history of our friendship, Mark and I agree on something. <laughs> About and football. You you understand there's only <laughs> one thing I don't want, right? It's for Liverpool to win right. the Premier League. Because as long as they don't win the Premier League this year, they have exactly the same amount of Premier League titles we have, which is zero. And Leicester has one more than both of us combined. <laughs> <laughs> Love when the fat man giggles. So, <laughs> Which one? That's <laughs> true. Yes, yes, you are surrounded by two gentlemen of larger carriage tonight, my friend. Um... 
So Brighton finally get a win in this new calendar year. I mean, they seem to be doing so great going in through December and then everything fell apart. I mean, they've done well. Obviously, they've gotten themselves to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, but you know what? Man, did they need that W? You you know what I'd worry about? As good as they played uh, against us, um, I think it was New Year's Day uh, when they beat us one nil. I think it was at their place. Um, no, it was a 1-1 draw. We lost to him. Oh, that's right. Lacazette yeah. scored real early, yeah. and then we didn't do shit for the rest of the match. That's yeah. right. Either way, um, as well as they played in, in that, and, and they were playing through the month of December, even in this game, they looked like shit. Yeah. It was not a good performance. Um, Glenn Murray hiked one over from eight yards out. That's totally unlike him. Yeah. Um, I don't know what what is going on, but Chris Hooten needs to figure it out quick. You know, he 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 got three points. That's that's a that big, he desperately that's needed a big but. three. Really, really the games he needs to worry about is when they see Southampton, when they see Fulham, and when they see Cardiff. Six pointers. M- make oh, yeah. sure. Yep, exactly. Get the six pointer. Get but get the th- wins there. This the was rest a huge of it doesn't one. matter, but those this ones was you gotta get. One. Oh, you, God, have, yeah. you have to beat the teams in and around you. Well it's just and the confidence. At this point, well, at this point, even still, I mean they're they're going to go down, but twentieth through fourteenth. There's not a super amount of points that mm. that uh, separates them all. Burton. Twenty and nineteen are going down. Huddersfield and Fulham oh, are, 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 are gone. Already. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not. That's not. I'm not saying that they could save themselves, but there's not a super amount of points between twentieth and fourteenth. Any one of those teams could get sucked back into it quickly, as we're seeing with Cardiff, as we're seeing with Burnley, as you just mentioned. Yeah. Um. And now Brighton. Nobody. There's no God-given right to be in the Premier League. Yeah, I tell you, Mark. We were talking uh, earlier when we were around December. We were talking about Brighton, and I was bullish enough to be like, "This team's going to finish in tenth. Yeah, they they looked like a top half of the team. They like, really did. The league. They was definitely playing well. And I know. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if it's uh, again just you're doing well in the FA Cup. You know, I think they and they've got a uh, fuck off Millwall. Uh, so yeah. you know they've got a, a good chance at getting to the semis. So oh, Southerners, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yep. A little bit of a hatred there. Yep. Oh, all right. Let's see here. Um, so Palace beats Burnley. Horrible week for Burnley. Palace Zaha showed back up though. Well, well, well like you've said with uh, with uh, Palace, you know they're kind of you know you don't you don't know what team you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah. Hide. When Saha plays, he's a hit and miss as well. You know he, he can have a brilliant game. <laughs> Or it could be diving all over the field, and you just don't know which way to take him. And then you get, um, again for them, I, I, we, we talked about this before, with um, them staying up, they had a good transfer window. They got uh, Bacuai from on loan from good Chelsea. Yep. And the year before, they got Loftus-Cheek. And it's like they got the right guy. That's going to help. Time. Yeah. That's going to keep them up. Yep. Because um, for me, I mean, my, my preseason picks, I had them going down because I figured – it was all going to be relying on one player on in Zaha, Zaha. Again. Yeah. and and well they fig- but, they figured out a way to stay up. They're going to yeah. stay up. That's for sure. And, Andros Townsend uh, has come up big in the last few weeks again, creating but, things and looking like a free player. Right, but when the season ends and they stay up, do the players stay? There are already yeah. talks of Zaha going to German league. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I, I think he had an offer in January from China as well. Uh, they're they're very similar to the current situation that Southampton's in. They do just well enough to stay up, but they keep kind of losing players, and at some point, you've just lost too much to stick around. Suddenly. And I, I have a feeling yeah, the, the next season or two, I, I, I just feel like Palace is eventually going to find their way down, yeah. back yeah. down to the championship. It, it again. wouldn't surprise me. So, um, 
Man U 3, Southampton 2, again, another brace from Lukaku. Yep. You know, just a good good week for him. Like you said, he, he scores in bunches. It's what he does. Yeah, I think it's going to be too little too late for uh, Southampton, though. Um, I think they woke up at the wrong time, and they're not going to be able to get themselves out of this relegation battle. I mean, it was a great performance from them. They took the lead, uh, then promptly shipped two goals uh, for no real reason. Um, and then fought back and actually looked like the more likely team to score for a stretch of time. Ward Prowse's hit. Cool. Oh. Uh, and Upper 90s, just sick. What's Great the kid, hit. What was the kid's name? Which one? Valerie. Jan mm-hmm. Valerie. The mm-hmm. first goal. Mm-hmm. The right back. Getting forward. Having a pop. Cool. Yeah, cool. the... Um, <laughs> David De Gea was—he had no idea what was going oh, on. He, he, he wasn't going to stop that anyway. No way! No goalkeeper in the world would have stopped that. And, and that is—and that's arguably the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah I agree. And you know what I heard someone say that now I completely agree with because uh, the way goalkeeping's going, you have to be able to play with your feet and everything else, right? Yeah. So Allison Ederson, Jordan Pickford to an extent. Um, when he's not dunking the basketball on or uh, the football on his own uh, on his own crossbar, that would be his um, hands, not his feet. Thank you very much. <laughs> but goalkeepers need to play with their feet, right? Um, but De Gea, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to be able to. Uh, it he looks like he could be the last great goalkeeper of the previous generation mm-hmm. style of playing. Pure pure shot stopper. Yeah, absolutely. On the on the line, there's Brilliant. nobody better. El Gato off, off the line. <laughs> Not so much, <laughs> yeah. but on the line, there is nobody better. Elgato, man. Um, I mean, it's, it's Southampton, it, just because of the whole airplane thing that they were doing to Cardiff, I'm actively yeah, rooting want for them, them to, go, to down. go down. Yeah, that's not nice. Yeah, it's just I want them to so go down. Wrong. I can't um, stand them anyway. I mean, they're a selling club traditionally. They've always know, been a selling club. Regardless, yeah. I mean, it's it's them, West Ham, and up until recently, Tottenham. You know, we're, we're always... Bringing players through, developing brilliant players, and then and selling them on for profit, and oh, you know that's well, that, a great business model. And that's fair been play. the only thing that's been keeping but, Southampton afloat is typically their 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 academy is so amazing. Yes. but they've sold so, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ward Prowse is really the only guy left, right? I mean, once <laughs> Dusan Tadic is gone, uh, went yeah. to Ajax in, in in was it January? Maybe it was uh, uh, over the summer. But when Dusan Tadic left, they don't really have that talisman anymore. So uh, let's wrap up the rest of these pretty quickly. Uh, Wolverhampton 2, Cardiff 0. Um, Wolves get beat by a lesser opponent, then come back and play the next game well because they got the wake-up call. You know, pretty yeah. pretty simple. It, I, it looked like it. I mean, I, again, Cardiff had the first opportunity um, yeah. like they did against you midweek, and then after that, they didn't do anything. Yep. <laughs> um, West Ham 2, Newcastle 0. Uh, Declan Rice with another goal. Nice little header there. Again, what a... What I don't understand about Newcastle is for all the good that they did in uh, midweek, they really did themselves a disservice on Saturday. They it did. Was, it was the corner they gave away, um, uh, and then giving away a penalty that was needless. The player was turning away from goal, uh, and he was hacked down. It, it just stupid mistakes, and this is the type of shit that's going to drag you into a relegation battle again. And I still yeah, feel ha- like they're safe. So do I. I feel I, like they're safe. R- right. Raffle will make sure he keeps but them But this is the type of crap that puts you in trouble. Now, now you were talking earlier about um, uh, outside backs with uh, Karen Trippia. I think a perfect example to show is um, DeAndre Yedlin playing with Newcastle. He's playing with a tougher team that's constantly battling to stay up. Yeah. And there's a little bit more because Yedlin, as far as 
what he does for us on America. He's he's fast and he can run up and down the line. But what Newcastle has taught him is how to grow a set of balls. Oh, and I, start I, I being wish he'd tough. done that at Tottenham because when yeah. he was at Tottenham, even though he wasn't getting them, you know, a regular start, he seemed to be good, but was just holding back mm-hmm. and. Newcastle turned him right around. I, I think he needed to just go to a right proper club that was gonna well, that was gonna punch yeah, him in the face. No, I mean, yeah, you know. perhaps there was too much hype with Tottenham and Newcastle. Even though they are a big team at the moment, they're not. And if he, he blended in well, and he became a great player. Yeah. At, at the same time, you say that what what Kieran Trippier's comments were about. I want to play for a coach again. Yeah, somebody that that takes me under their wing, that puts their arm around me. You know. Hey, maybe you should do this in a different way. Maybe you should do that. Not the man manager of Pochettino, right? So Yedlin was there as well uh, during Pochettino's first year, I believe, a uh, year or two. And before uh, Pochettino, uh, uh, can't rem- uh, to be honest with you, can't even remember who they had before <laughs> so, Richard Pochettino. Uh, but, um, but goes to Newcastle, and now you have Rafa, who was, legend has, was on Real Madrid's training pitch trying to tell Cristiano Ronaldo how to take a free kick. That's <laughs> that's, that's how much of a coach Rafa Benitez is. Uh, Benitez is one of the greatest free kicks taker of our generation, and he's in. Ah, maybe you should strike it like this. And he's like, like "Are you serious? <laughs> that's fabulous." <laughs> the the wrong coach for Madrid, the perfect coach for, for Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah, you know. Um, so Watford uh, ruined Brendan Rodgers' return to the Premier League in a what was it ninety first minute strike. That uh, gets them the win. Yeah, something like that. Um, but this can be said. Foxes appear to be enjoying playing football again. Yeah, absolutely. They had 60% possession. Uh, they were... They Lively. Were, they, were the, Lively. they were the better team, but they didn't create anything from it. Once they got to the final third, they all started drooling themselves. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to have to work on that um, again. Hey, Brendan, Brendan will get them. He'll, he'll get them there. Part, the, he, they, knows how, he knows how to make a team score. He can't... To, he can't get a team to defend for shit, but well, that was his a, problem at Liverpool. They could score like crazy. And here's part of the problem. Here's where maybe Rafa would have been a better coach for them uh, if they were going to try to prize somebody away. Um, they were under Ranieri, which won them the, the Premier League a couple of years ago. They were a counterattacking side. They packed it in. They were resolute at the back with a very good Casper Schmeichel. Obviously, he's got the shadow of, of his father hanging over him. But a very good Casper Schmeichel, um, and they counterattack because Jamie Vardy drinks eighteen Red Bull a day. <laughs> we and that, so Jamie, Jamie we, was, we refer to him as Jamie effing Vardy. He does blow off a stripper's asses. He yeah. he'll 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 cut a bitch with a with a broken can of Red Bull, and he's just an absolute lunatic. Yeah, I was just and about he's to our ask. spirit animal. Yeah, I was just about to ask: Is he going to get his place back? Is he going to keep that? Because over the last few games, he's been in and out the team, isn't he? Right. You know, with yeah, the Nacho getting more time. Yep. So that I don't think Brendan Rodgers is the best manager to make bring back that identity, which they haven't really moved on in personnel, as we say with Chelsea and Maurizio Sarri. I don't know that they have the personnel to play the system that they're trying to play. And they, they're not good at a possession-based game. As we saw here, they had 60% possession and barely had any chances. I think they had two shots on target. It's not good enough. It's I, not good enough. I would have to say my uh, sentiment goes along with what the uh, Celtic fans have had to say. You traded immortality for mediocrity. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's they. That's they had that up as a sign <laughs> during their yeah, game. Absolutely. You well, traded immortality for mediocrity. How do you come out on Monday when you're first linked with the job and say, "Ah, oh, Celtics, my boyhood club." 
I'd like I'd love to stay there. Uh, this is what I want to do. But by Tuesday lunch, you're signed on at Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So real, I'm real watching quick. the game from the stands. Yeah, so he got out of there quick. I don't even think he cleaned his office out. Yeah, he was gone. <laughs> so real quick into the uh, West London derby. Um, ended up being Chelsea two, Fulham one. Um, spirited from Fulham. Scott Parker got him to play. They 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 hustled their asses off. Today. I like Scott it's, Parker as a player. Yeah. Unbelievable player. Oh yeah, in his it, day. and he was a right dickhead as well. I mean, mm. uh, you know me and 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 dickheads on the field, nice people off the field. That's how I am. I'm a very nice person off the field until I step into the studio. On the field, I'm a fucking asshole. Stewart's inquiry on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, and and Scott Brilliant. Parker fit, Scott Parker fits that mold. And you saw a bit more steel. You saw a bit more desire. A bit more determination. Just you know, wear the shirt and play for the shirt. And it, it, sometimes it's as simple as that. You could do all the tactics you want to do. You could do anything you want. If you don't love the club, if you don't love the people that pay you, you're not going to go out and give your all. And in the Premier League, the most competitive league in the world, which makes it the best league in the world, right? If you don't play and give everything you have every week, Burnley can beat United, right? Mm-hmm. Brighton can beat Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. City can lose to Palace. Yep. It happens. Arsenal Arsenal can lose to Tottenham. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Jab. So it's already happening then. (laughs) So it can happen, right? Those things can happen if you're not at your peak, if you're not at your best. And if if it seems like even Ranieri, you know, dilly ding dilly dong, could not make them play for the shirt. You know, he couldn't I, make them give a shit. I, I feel like they're going to go down, but now they're going to go down in the same fashion West Brom went down last year. Yeah, swinging and punching yeah. and kicking. They, and this was like, a much better performance. They're going down, but they're going to take a couple of scalps on their way now. I, I have a feeling they're going to be a much tougher out the rest of the season. Uh, Callum Chambers with a goal as well, on loan yeah, from yep, uh, got, the, the, got mighty, the, goal. the mighty mighty Arsenal. <laughs> Sorry, kids, we're out of time. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I've been planning that one since 4 o'clock this afternoon. Fantastic. <laughs> Boys and girls, we end the day oh, the way we ended the weekend. <laughs> At the mighty Goodison Park, Everton nil, Liverpool nil, and the Merseyside Derby. Boys and girls, if Liverpool doesn't win the title, we, we are why they didn't win the title. And I want to remind them of that. Right now in this moment, you all played fucking scared. You played scared. So you all can talk all you want about the game. I'm a happy man. I'm on cloud nine. We were the better side. And it was beautiful. All I, I really want to say uh, about it, it was it was a good game. It was pulsating. It was one for the for the uh, the emotionally led uh, and the tactics guys. You know, it was another game won and lost in midfield. I thought Fabinho was excellent, but the biggest surprise for me in uh, in this match was Morgan Schneiderlin. Um, after being in the wilderness for so long, uh, he came out and besides two moments, one of which uh, almost resulted in a goal. Had it not been for a poor Salah touch, mm-hmm. um, besides that really bad giveaway, I thought he played great. Great, great. save by great save by Pickford. Oh, absolutely, on that. yeah. Um, I, I think 
Salah gave himself a really tough angle with that second touch. He oh, he did. He did. As opposed but, to cutting across the defender. But um, you're that but, close. you oh, got to yeah. put that ball away. And Absolutely. the keeper came you know? up big. And when you do as many wanks as Jordan Pickford, that right forearm is is, is solid. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> dig. The... <laughs> um, but no, ser- your digs are impervious to me today. <laughs> seriously, it it I was really impressed with Morgan Schneiderlin. Um, I thought Theo Walcott provided a decent a, a, a decent outlet. A, a decent, what was that putting the jersey on? Because de- that's about as good as he gets. He was shot for Arsenal and he's shot for Everton. Unfortunately, hey, he scored a hat trick on my wedding day. Mark, right. Mark, you're absolutely right. He I'm is sorry, shite. Sam. I love it, no, I no, like Everton, but. A gooner, once a gooner, always a gooner. I, I, crap. Uh, honestly, most most of uh, most of my fellow Evertonians, we all wonder why is Walcott getting starts and not uh, Lookman. We're still but he gave, bewildered yes, by it. wrong. You know what he did with his pace? He did give Andy Robertson something to think about. The Scotsman couldn't get as forward as he likes to get most mm-hmm. times because he was worried about the pace of Theo Walcott down the field. Even if they're the same speed, even their top speed's the same. He was worried about him because if he started five yards beyond him, this is one player that Andy Robertson could not catch up to. Yeah. And for that, what I'm saying is, is he provided a decent outlet, and they'd look to him a few times with long balls to get out of trouble, uh, and it worked. Um, I thought Trent Alexander-Arnold was brilliant. Uh, the couple of times that both keepers were called on, they were both fantastic. Um, so, what I what I would what I would worried about for Liverpool especially uh, now. Um, because you guys are going to finish where you're going to finish. Them going for the title, obviously. What I would worry about is the inability of their front line in a in a hectic and big atmosphere, right, to be able to deliver the goods. Out, outside of the one break that Salah got, Digne shut down Salah. Yeah, for the most Keen, part, yeah, Keen, absolutely. Kane was Keen had an amazing match. Yeah. Completely, I mean, D- Divacarigi shut down Mane. From all the jokes from last time and all that stuff, I don't really rate Divacarigi. I think he's terrible. He doesn't deserve to be at Liverpool, in my opinion. Uh, but even when Fabi- um, uh, uh, Firmino came on, um, my, uh, Michael Keane was was brilliant against him. I, you know, most of his touches were halfway into your half. You know, in and around the box, Firmino didn't really have a sniff, and it was all because of Michael Keane. It was it was absolutely fantastic. Good yeah. And you, you all were the, committed the, to the cause the, the tackle, entire game. The tackle in the uh, second half off of uh, Salah's foot, the, yeah. the game-saving yep. tackle, yeah, it takes it yep. was a brilliant. Great, great tackle. Yep. Absolutely and brilliant. You know who else I was uh, very disappointed in in this, in this game was Jordan Henderson. Gave the ball away multiple times uh, in the first half and at the beginning of the second half. Um, I thought this game, uh, much like what they did in midweek and brought – or uh, I'm sorry, last weekend and brought on Shakiri. Uh, I think this kind of screamed out for that. Fabinho was all over the place. Henderson looked immobile. Um, he, he looked like he was struggling to keep up with the pace of the game. He gave away the ball on multiple occasions that put you guys in good positions. Um, but again, as, as was the such uh, uh, in the North London Derby, um, both teams, I think, let the occasion get to him a bit in the final third and, um, and weren't able to finish, weren't able to provide that, that last bit of quality needed to finish off the moves. So um, to, I want to kind of talk about the two managers because I think one set up brilliantly. Now, trust me, as an Evertonian, I'm like, why isn't Andre Gomez starting? Why isn't Rashalson starting? Like, this is concerning to me. And then he brings them on late as as Liverpool's running out of gas. 
Mm-hmm. And Everton took over the match. Yeah. It was all absolutely. Everton. And so uh, I'm I'm sorry for downing you, Marco. That was that was a goddamn brilliant move. Sorry, Russ. And well, what what he did was it was essentially the same thing Klopp did with Firmino, mm-hmm. except all he had was Firmino. Well, no, I, I the, the, that's what I was about to get you with there Klopp. Was, there was he, nobody else. He has Shakiri on the bench, and he goes with Lalana instead. I, yeah, like that, I don't know about that. He goes a, a with boyhood Everton fan. L- at yeah, Lalana, and he pulls off Mane for him. It's like you, Jamie Carragher Jr. You're you're essentially <laughs> wanting to you're, you're you're at that point going. I think we might lose this late. I don't want to lose. Yep. That's exactly what he was doing. That is not what a this champion is, and, and, team does. Well, this is what we spoke about last weekend. You know, skip the midweek. This is what we spoke about with Spurs and Burnley, mm-hmm. right? It was all that frustration. It was all that excitement. It was all that everything that we're going to go within two points. They shit the bed at Burnley. Pochettino blows up at Mike Dean. Yeah. Now, granted, Mike Dean probably deserved to be blown up on because he's a twat. But um, Pochettino, you don't usually see that from him. He's usually cool, calm, collected, right? Where Liverpool went to United and about 72 to 75 minutes in goes, you know what? It's better if we don't lose. Let's focus on not losing. And maybe give the forward players a chance to score. But we'll we'll hang back a little bit more and we'll just defend, uh, be a little bit more conservative. Not losing equals second place. That happened. uh, Understandable. Right. In, In this game, yes. In that game, put them back in first. Right. But here... Um, they did the same thing. They kept themselves within touching distance. You know, you still have, uh, again, the Manchester Derby. You still have Tottenham going into City. You still have big, big games without Fernandinho, potentially, for City to drop points. So you kept yourself within a point of the leaders by gaining a point today at, Ever- at, uh, at, at uh, uh, Everton. I think Sorry, I forgot we, the name of your club I for I think a what we there. overlook is... I think what we have, I'm okay with that. That's fine. He's not going to knock me down. It's just not going to happen. It's hard to remember teams in the bottom half. The names of the clubs, you know, it it all doesn't really stick. The important thing to remember is Liverpool had a greater greater adversary than Everton today. Was that a dig also? A grayer adversary? A great, a greater. I know, but you said grayer, and uh, Marco Silva is a young Portuguese stud. A greater adversary. (laughs) And that adversary, my friend, was, of course, the blustering wind that was shaking uh. all throughout the park. Because, <laughs> as you know, wind directly affects the Liverpool Football Club. It absolutely does. As so, you know, Mr. Klopp said after the match the that, 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 that yeah. I, I hate when people mention this. When I know people hate that I say this, but, you know... The wind was really tough today, and it was it was really hard to get a win, you know. So, yeah. you know, just, just remember the wind. The wind is why he didn't win well, today. You know, two weeks ago it was because of the cat. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Ooh, speaking of the cat. Uh oh. Did I open a can of worms? Uh oh. All my fellow Evertonians. Mark, strap yourself in. It's about to get dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect player for our squad. Yes, boys and girls, I am talking about the Goodison ball boy at the end of the match. I like his moxie, his panache, may we say. (laughs) Panache. As Jurgen Klopp walks off the pitch, applauding him. Klopp, because, well, you know, Klopp doesn't get emotional, 
walks right up and engages the boy and looks him right in the face. Apparently, the boy said, heck of a World Cup final, Jurgen, and gave him the thumbs up. <laughs> Jurgen then walked off the pitch. That's brilliant. So, you know, Jurgen was just disappointed because he didn't get a chance to run onto the middle of the field when the game was going on. So. Here we go again. So, you know, he, he finally got to walk on the pitch after the match was over, and he was just a little disappointed. So, again, I say very simply, there's still a chance Liverpool can win the title. But today, they're in second place, and they're in second place for one reason. It's because of Everton Football Club. Copites are gobshites, and Liverpool can go fuck itself. <laughs> Alrighty, boys and girls, it's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. So in the midweek, both Sam and I went six and four. And then this weekend, Sam did very well, went eight and two, as I also went six and four. Footsteps, boy. Footsteps. But yeah, every time you get to being within one game of me, you shit the bed. So it's okay. Sam is now at 149 and 120, and I am still in the lead with 150 and 119. So, let's see here. Let's get to, uh, I should probably have my papers in order. Admin, not our strongest suit. Oh, man, here yeah, we go. This, I am uh, all over the place, man. I don't this, even... is like the, this is like the last time we uh, took a shot of Malort. Somebody, hey, he's found it. Predictions, there we go. <laughs> Alrighty, so we got a uh, busy set of Saturday games. We start with uh, Palace hosting Brighton. I'm going to go two to one Palace. I have two one Palace as well. All right, very good. Uh, Everton travel to Newcastle. I'm going to go two to one to the Toffees. I got some in my eye. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, two one uh, Everton. Yeah, got that. All right, Mark, how do you think Everton's going to fare against Newcastle? Uh, I'm sorry to say, Sam, I'm going to go with a two one win for Newcastle. Oh, you suck. Sorry, I thought we were friends. We're like one we're unified. Friends, we're right? one unified front <laughs> against the uh, stupid I Gooner. Think you played your heart out <laughs> today, and it's not so, going to happen in two uh, games in a row. Cardiff host West Ham. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> two nil to West Ham. <laughs> Come on, Sam. Fight through the laugh. Give us a score. <laughs> I can't. That's funny. And my eye hurts. 1-0 uh, West Ham. All righty. Bournemouth head to Huddersfield. 2-0 uh, Cherries. Yeah, 2-0. Okay. When I say a score, that means I don't look at you. It means I, I need you to Sorry, look at I me. write the scores down in order. Right. You can I, I write and, my predictions down in order. You can listen to the podcast. I'm not you don't need that. to worry about the scores right I like now. The, I like the ambiance of doing admin as we do it. Because okay, as we well, know, once the mics go off, well, I'm done till we it, record next it, week. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it makes the show shit when you've got your head down in the uh, papers. So, um... Fulham head to Leicester. Uh, who knows with this one? So I'm going to go with the Foxes 2-1 to one since they're at home. I have 2-1 uh, Leicester as well. Um, and speaking of when my papers are, you know, my head's down in the papers making the show shit, um, I'd like to reiterate the 35 seconds of dead time we had while you were trying to find your predictions when I handed you eight sheets of paper when we started, and that was it. Mine was entertaining. You're going, entertaining. Well, there was nothing. At least I had some filler. At least I made fun of myself while I was doing You're just going, my eye hurts. <laughs> All right, so uh, Southampton, welcome the Spurs. I'm going to go 2 nothing Tottenham. 3-1. All right. Mark, how do you think your boys two, are going to do? 2-0 Tottenham. Very good. Uh, the final game of the day has Watford going to Man City. I'm going to go 3-1 City. I have 2-0 City. 
um, because of their recent inability to score goals for whatever reason. All right, so on Sunday we have three games. We have Burnley traveling to Liverpool. I'm going to go uh, 3-0 to Liverpool. 3-0. 3-0 as well. Sorry. Very good. Wolves go to Chelsea. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Chelsea 2-1 simply because they have an axe to grind. Ooh, here we go. I have 2-2 two, two okay. Chelsea uh, and Wolves because Wolves like to play up to their opponents. Yeah, but, but they also already took Chelsea's scalp earlier this season, and I think Chelsea's going to remember that. I don't know. So, final game of the weekend is the thigh rubber. We have uh, yeah, Manchester United on. heading to Arsenal. I am going to go with a 2-2 two to two draw in a very, very entertaining match. Sammy, what do you got? I have a 2-1 Arsenal win because of the plethora of injuries that United have up front. A half-baked Marcus Rashford um, and a seemingly back-to-form uh, Lukaku is not going to be good enough uh, to breach us more than once, I don't think. Okay, and Mark, what do you got? I'm going to go 1-1 one, one and two red cards. Two red cards, very good. Ooh, I throwing in an extra. Uh, uh, Pat, are you ready to uh, to put money on that, my friend? <laughs> oh, our boy Pat. Yeah. Well, I will say you do owe Pat a crisp $5. $5 bill, don't know. you? Yeah, we pushed this weekend on the double or nothing because uh, because of the Arsenal-Tottenham draw. But that's okay. I, you know, I'll, I'll pay my five bucks the next time I see him, which hopefully is about a year from now. So our degenerate gambling friend Pat did actually uh, take a parlay bet this weekend. He did pick in the first leg of the parlay was an Arsenal Tottenham draw, and then he was feeling inspired, and he picked a uh, Everton win over Liverpool, which unfortunately did not work out for him. But uh, I was chatting with him the whole time. By by the eighty fifth minute, he he actually he texts me. He goes. I want to win this bet. I just don't want you guys to lose. I don't care what happens. I just don't want you guys you to go. lose. Oh. All right, good. Well, there, there we have it. All right, so we are not too old for this shit. We won three to one. Yeah, uh, we played, actually look good. Played pretty well. Um, I cleared a ball off the line, had a couple pops at goal. Uh, had an assist, I believe. Other than that, um, you know, we basically controlled a majority of the game. You also uh, had a cynical yellow card. I well, wasn't really defend, cynical. You defended the goalie, but yeah. you, you decided um, to be a right One of their prick. little uh, short twat heads uh, was running through on goal, uh, overhit pass. Our goalkeeper for the night, uh, one of our defenders, Matt, um, collected fairly easily right at the edge of the box as the little guy's running through, hooks his leg. Um, to keep his own self from falling, uh, and the terrible referee uh, at Soccer Dome, Juan. Uh, I didn't even see it happen. I heard them jawing at one another, but uh, old Juan uh, felt, uh, felt it necessary to say something to the guys he went back by. And if Juan says something to him, um, it's worth standing up for because Juan doesn't say shit to anybody. So uh, about a play or two later, uh, they had a goal kick, hospital ball, right into the center circle, and I took my five yards, uh, sprinted me myself, and put my shoulder right through his back um, as I won the ball uh, and only got a yellow for it when it probably could have seen red on a different night. Yeah, like was... usual, I get by with how I get by, and uh, it, it served the purpose for the team. So, Mark, the last time uh, Sam got a red card, I, I swear to you, he actually punted a puppy off the pitch. Fuck off. <laughs> 
Fuck and, off. He, and, he, and he said every curse word in front of wife and child. So he played well again. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Yep. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? I do. Uh, thank you very much to Mark for coming in tonight. Yeah, you're um, welcome. Despite you being a spud, it's been a pleasure to have you as always, and good to catch up again after we've been out of touch for a while. Yep. And I hope that continues. Um, the other thing I want to mention real quick, too, is uh, I have a very special announcement. The Studio H uh, uh, portfolio yes. is growing. Um, we are expanding to... Uh, include another podcast called A Drinking Story. Uh, this will be uh, with the driver of the bus on this show playing second fiddle to producer Mel. Um, and episode one will premiere on... Hey, I, I get to be the drunk Uber driver. Yay. I, no, drunk, drunk Uber, Uber driver? That We don't condone that. We're liquor reps. What are you talking drunk about? Drunk Uber passenger. <laughs> there we I go. I get to be <laughs> you. Um, episode one uh, will premiere on March 15th. Uh, but be ready for a trailer to show up in your DU uh, news feed or um, podcast feed or whatever it's called here soon. Um, on the social medias, they are at a drinking story, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr because they are fucking fancy. Uh, we don't have a Tumblr because I don't even know what the fuck that is. Uh, be sure to like their social medias and subscribe uh, when they debut on the 15th. Um, but enjoy the trailer until you get there. Um, I'm hoping I can negotiate to get paid a little bit when I show up as a guest uh, on their show, hopefully, uh, if they'll have me, but we'll see. We still have to negotiate those terms. Hey, Sam, I'll, I'll give you a beer. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> um, hey, Mark, thank you so much for joining us again. Really appreciate it. It's great to catch up with you, man. No problem. I appreciate the invite. Thank you. And thank you very much for bringing your accent. You actually bring legitimacy now to our podcast, which is quite wonderful. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> oh, oh uh, boys and girls, thank you so very much for joining us. And I would just like to take a moment to thank all of the supporters clubs throughout the United States with Everton. Um, unlike Arsenal, we have a community that fosters uh, togetherness and uh, likes to let us share that we do a podcast. You know, this on isn't all the way to forums. get them to do it. You know that, right? Well, my people just did it immediately. Why? Because we are the people's club. Right, unlike, because you need more people at the circle shite. jerk. I get it. So um, honestly, to all the supporter groups across the country, thank you so much for letting us post on your pages to talk about the uh, talk about the show. Please share with everybody else as well. And I hope you've enjoyed uh, what we're putting out there. And honestly, we would love to hear from you, especially if it means you're just going to bust my co-host ball. So I would really, really like and that. And real so. quick, all jokes aside, thank you very much. Uh, we love that you guys love football. We love that you guys love it. Uh, you know, kind of one of the oddball clubs that no one else really cares about. It's a it's a pleasure. And uh, thank you all for, for listening. So uh, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool, you lost the Premier League today. You're welcome have a great night everybody till next week cheers everyone Well, but Superman. you see, but you see, what happened was the the wind. It was breezy, and that that affected the uh, the outcome of the game because there was so much breeze.